Welcome to Nutrition Business Today. This is Tom Arts, and on this episode, I'm going to interview Dr. Barry Tan. Barry Tan is one of the trailblazers and world's most foremost experts on vitamin E and many things that come out of the plant that vitamin E is from. Right after this break, um, we'll get to know Barry a little better, and I'll dive into some questions. Nutrition Business Today. Nutrition Business Today. Nutrition Business Today. The facts, fiction, and future of nutrition with Tom Arts, co-founder of Nutrition Business Journal and managing director of Nutrition Business Advisors. Now here's the creator and host of Nutrition Business Today, Tom Arts. I gotta just change that intro to say Izzy Davis. It's me doing the news. Today's episode is packed full of exciting things, including some industry-altering legislation from the FDA. In addition to new ingredients coming out of hemp that aren't CBD, intellectual property in the brain health space, and a large acquisition by Unilever. You'll hear about all of that right after this break. Nutrition Business Advisors, strategic and capital connections to improve your business. We help our clients by facilitating strategic relationships throughout the industry, conducting custom market research projects, such as the size and the trends of the astaxanthin supplement market, and portfolio analysis, business planning, and competitive landscaping to help prepare your business for sale or investment. To hear more about our services or get in touch, visit nutritionbusinessadvisors.com. That's nutritionbusinessadvisors.com. Okay, so everyone should know that dietary supplements are not subjected to approval by the FDA. Until now, a brand new supplement company can release a product into the market without any regulation, so long as they're using ingredients that have been sold before by other companies. A must-pass act that was just brought to the U.S. Senate, called the FDA-SLA Act, would require that dietary supplements are traced in a database with a listing number. In this public database, companies that are selling a non-grass or non-NDI ingredient in their supplement product would be much easier to spot. I can't believe they have not done this until now, honestly. Until this point, anyone could sell anything, as long as they were flying under the almost non-existent radar. Brightseed, an AI-powered botanical compound discovery platform, that was a mouthful, But you know what I mean, an automated system that was created to identify and discover potentially beneficial compounds in plants. So they had a big investment from the nation's largest vitamin brand, known on the shelf as NatureMade. And the latest update is that Brightseed is moving forward with researching a new compound found in the hemp plant. You've never heard of this one. It's called NCT. You heard it here first, N-transcaphaletyramine and it helps with metabolism and weight management. They have preclinical evidence to show that it increases insulin, reduces blood lipid levels, and improves the health of the liver. Human clinical trials are underway. Speaking of new supplements, Bring Me has an advanced brain health formula with silkworm peptides, blueberry, and more. They are the first company to receive a composition of matter patent on a multi-ingredient formulation for cognitive health. With the patent covering multiple claims for a supplement in powder form, that is for a method of improving a subject's cognitive health. 
Guys, this product really works. It comes with an online brain test that you take initially, and then again after 30 days of taking the supplement. So not only can you see your brain improve, but you'll feel it too. I'm not affiliated, but I can totally vouch for this product and see why they got the patent. It's an interesting story too of how the company was founded. So look up brainy.com and read about them. Last but not least, one of the metaphorical vacuums among Nestle and others who is just sucking up businesses in the VMS space is Unilever. And their latest announcement, they have acquired a majority stake in hair vitamin brand called Nutrafol. Do a quick search on Nutrafol and I'm sure you've seen this product. It is mainly marketed for hair, but they have SKUs, of course, in all aspects of beauty. Unilever previously had a minority stake, 13.2%, and have now announced that they will acquire the majority of the brand and fold it into their $1.5 billion functional nutrition business. That is all the time we have for today in the news. Now onto the interview about vitamin E and more with the wonderful Dr. Barry Tan. We're here today with Dr. Barry Tan. As I said earlier, Barry Tan is one of the world's foremost experts on vitamin E and the plant that vitamin E comes from. I've been in the industry a long time and I never knew that vitamin E came from the anatto plant. And Barry is really one of the world's experts on this plant and what comes from this incredible plant. Not only does vitamin E come from the plant, but many other ingredients and substances come from the plant. Barry is uh, an, uh, an expert in this area. He's uh, got all the scientific credentials that anybody would want. You can look up his bio on our site. Uh, he speaks all over the industry and all over the world um, about the Anato plant and tocotrienols and vitamin E. Um, he's got an education and a PhD in chemistry and biochemistry from the University of Otago, New Zealand. I didn't know that you were studying in New Zealand, Barry. And he spent several years as a professor at University of Massachusetts. He's committed himself to the research and development of phytonutrients and as I said, specifically the anatto plant and vitamin E. Um, Barry, uh, did I miss anything in that background? I, I could spend all of uh, this podcast on that. <laughs> well, everything there is fine. And welcome, when welcome, I do by the, the way. When, welcome when, to when, the podcast. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I'd love to be on your podcast. I hope that this will be uh, a full with studied information. Uh, the, my major focus has been spent on studying lipid-soluble vitamin. So it will be obvious as I talk why lipid-soluble vitamin. So that should be fine. Fantastic intro. Thank you. Okay. And then Barry, right now you're president of American River Nutrition. Just tell um, our listeners uh, just a couple uh, lines on what American River Nutrition does. And then when we and, get back from the break, we'll dive into some questions. Yeah. Ma mainly American River Nutrition focus on lipid soluble vitamin, like I said before, and it is about a stone throw away from the university. So when I retired from the university, I decided to do this here. So we make the products here and we only have three products and all of them lipid soluble vitamin. Okay. And so it's a material, it's an ingredient, raw ingredient company, right? That is correct. Okay, great. And where, where are you calling from? Where, where's your company located? I, I'm, I'm based in Hadley, Massachusetts, two hours inland from Boston and an hour north of Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. Well, thank you. When we get back from the break, uh, we're going to hear about your story and some of the great discoveries you're making and why it's going to change people's lives and why it's also a great business. The MBJ Summit is an exclusive event for C-level executives in the nutrition industry. We are excited to be back for an in-person event this year in Carlsbad, California. Members of the industry will be contacted personally to register for the in-person event, but anybody can join virtually. 
This is a chance to network and collaborate with the influencers shaping our industry. Check out the agenda and register for the event by visiting nbjsummit.com. That's nbjsummit.com. Welcome back. Uh, this is Tom Arts from Nutrition Business Today. And as I said earlier, I'm with Barry Tan, Dr. Barry Tan, uh, who is an expert in the uh, field of nutritional ingredients and phytonutrients. Um, Barry, um, other than that brief introduction, I'd love to hear how you discovered um, your original interest in this plant. I've heard it many times. I've heard you speak many times. And I know that my listeners always like to know the story about how you got into studying the annatto plant and the things that come out of it. And then we'll dive into some of the more your recent discoveries and patents around this. So uh, what are, tell me a little bit about your background, how you got into this, where you came from, and why you're so fascinated by yeah. it. Uh, remember, the key word is lipid-soluble vitamin. The year was 1994, and, and at the time, Johanna Seden, a professor at Harvard University, she, she discovered that on the back of the retina of the eye, in order to improve eyesight, is, is lutein. Now everybody knows about lutein, then not. And lutein, my expert, lutein, yeah. lutein, yeah. And at the time, my expertise was in carotenoid. So anyway, I went to South America to look for lutein source from the giant marigold. I did, and then I found it. And then truth be told, when I was there, I saw this plant. And this plant is anato. You can see a younger me there. When I was in South America. No, Barry, people can't see that, but I'm telling you, that's a gorgeous picture of a very... <laughs> red, um, uh, just flashing red, brilliant plant. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I, I know. Yeah. And then if you open the pot, it looked beautifully like that. And if you look carefully at the plant, it has a seed and then the pot is the fruit, but it has no flesh. It is unlike any other food I have ever touched on that when we eat the flesh, the flesh where the flesh is, is just air like that. So wow, instant- and that's, uh, if my, if you're listening, if you, while you're listening, if you want to just uh, punch in uh, images on Google of a natto plant, you will see what I'm seeing, which is this incredible plant with, with seeds inside of it that are very, very red with a hairy structure around the outside. And that's the natto plant. Yeah, and it's two N and two T, A N N A T T O. Okay. So, and and the reason that is, I, I was fascinated with that. Now, remember, I went to look for lutein and giant marigold, which I saw. So, I saw this plant, which is about thirty feet away from me. I was already involved in toco trieno, but I I went there to look for lutein. I saw this plant, and my background is in carotenoid, and I know that there is no chemical on earth that I know that is more unstable than carotenoid. And most, most of our audience know that omega-3 is unstable, but not as unstable as carotenoid. They're more, more unstable. So if you think about uh, lycopene in tomato, beta carotene in carrot, they're inside the cell. So they hold on to, and even in lobster, the acesantin, you have to deproteinate it by boiling it and then the color shows up. So therefore they are bound and protected. Not so with the anato. If you touch the anato, you will stain your hand. That's why the British nickname this the lip stick plant you see it stains you so therefore so so therefore there's nothing there to protect it so intuitively i asked the question they must be a very powerful antioxidant that protect the color never for a million years did i guess it to be a toco trino i was guessing it would be a polyphenolic compound like resveratrol like egcg but nonetheless those are not it what I found was. Hey, Barry, I'm going I'm, I'm to interrupt you occasionally because uh, um, your, um, your scientific 
uh, jargon or not jargon, but all legitimate words sometimes might bypass some of the audience um, because we have a lot of business CEOs listening. Um, so I'll repeat what you said. So you thought that the color of this plant was so powerful and was called by the British the lipstick plant because other, other carotenoids are unstable. This one you thought might have some really protective mechanism because of the way it protects its color. And yes. then, then keep going, keep going. Because I think and, and, and it, it, it protects its color and the color stays for a long time. So I said, there gotta be some antioxidant because the color is not protected inside a cell or like in lobster. So I took home expecting fully, it would be a polyphenolic compound that our industry are involved in. There are many good polyphenolic, but that did not show up. What showed up was this. There are four tocopherols and four tocotrienol. Surprisingly, it contained tocopherol free, so only tocotrienol and the two most potent tocotrienol this face of the earth had ever seen. Then I realized I stumbled on something unique. And for the plant, they are doing this to protect the color. They use the most powerful antioxidant they can get, and they are delta tocotrienol and gamma tocotrienol. That's and it. We, and, we, and let's go backwards here. So the alpha-tocotrienols, that's the typical vitamin E we see. Anato makes this tocotrienol, and that's a form of vitamin E, correct? Yes, that is a form of vitamin E. And, and, then, and then people had asked me many a time, why not tocopherol and why tocotrienol? Very simple. Uh, uh, our body contains 38 trillion cells, approximating to 5,000 times the population of the wow. earth. That's the only thing we can hold on to. There are so many cells in our body. And if you look at more than half of our fat, it's not in our love handle. It's not in our butt. More than half of our fat is actually on the lining of the cell wall in all the 38 trillion cells. So if you encourage people to take a lot of omega-3, it will land on the cell wall to make the, to make the cell more pliable. All good. All good. But when you have that, right, you must have antioxidant to protect the cell wall. Otherwise, the gated community of the cell wall is not able to keep its function, what goes in and what goes out. So if I still have your, 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 your attention, in the 1980s, there was an Austrian professor. He decided to figure out in all the cells, what are the antioxidants that protects the cell? So he harvested all the cell wall to find the antioxidant. Once you get to know this answer, then you can cut the noise out. Everybody and their grandmother say that their, their product is an antioxidant. I know, I, much... I hear, I mean, in our industry, you say, this is a more powerful antioxidant. This one's more powerful. This has a higher auric value. We have the most powerful antioxidant. I think what you're getting at is you might also have that, but you, you're coming at it from a different angle. So, exactly. and, yeah. and my different perspective is this. We have only three major things in our body, fat, uh, carbohydrate, and protein. Correct. So you have to protect those like that. If you leave the, the carbohydrate aside, so be fat, a, a, a protein and then nucleic acid. Nucleic acid is the DNA part. That's it. That's in. That's in the holy of holy. If you ever get to the nucleic acid, we are long gone because it's right in the middle. So I usually frame the question like that: If you smell something terribly off on a roadkill on a summer day, or if you have a stick of butter on the summer day, it off. That is always the fat that is gone. So therefore, the fat is the first thing to be oxidized compared to everything else in our body. So therefore, I care among all the antioxidants we have, the antioxidant that protect the fat. 
and the protection of the fat is on the cell wall. And this Austrian professor found he harvested all the antioxidant in the cell wall, not in other places like that. And then when he did that, 90% of all the antioxidant are vitamin E molecule because wow. they look like they who look was like that, Barry, who was that professor? Oh, Do you remember he, was his that? name is a uh, last name is Esther Bauer. Okay. Very, very German name, E-S-T-E-R-B-A-U-E-R. -E -E you can Google his name. He did all of this research. People don't talk about that. So this guy wants to go to the bottom of it. If you can't protect the cell, all cause is lost anyway. And I know there are things that protect our carbohydrate, our protein, yes, all correct. But by the time it go there, it, our, our protein is being consumed, carbohydrate convert to sugar, but the fat, it stays there to protect our cell wall. If that goes, it's not good sign like that. So he go after that and 90% of them look like vitamin E. And then now, how do you differentiate alpha tocopherol for tocotron? Now, very simple. If you look at the cell, which look like the shape of a bean, the alpha tocopherol uh, uh, spins around to capture the free radical, the oxygen, so that the oxygen will not destroy the fatty acid. It moves around, let's say, let's say a uh, uh, one mile an hour moving around to capture the radical. A tocotrienol spins around 50 times faster. So it's 50 miles an hour. So for that reason alone, a tocotrienol is 50 times more potent to capture free radical from destroying the fatty acid on the phospholipid in the cell wall. So Barry, Very you, simple. You, you, knew, you knew that I was gonna ask this question because um, I asked you this and we've talked about it for years. So what I hear you saying is that alpha catoferol is a form of vitamin E that's in 95% of the products. And we take it every single day when we eat food and our normal diet, we're getting alpha catoferol, which is the, which is a, you know, we can get a synthetic or natural version of alpha catoferol. You're saying that tocotrienol, which a lot of people don't actually know about is, um, not just a little bit superior to alpha-catoferol. What I hear you saying is it's vastly superior and that it actually is this form of vitamin E everybody should take. Why are we not providing that product to people versus alpha-catoferol? And um, you know, what, what's, I know it's more expensive. Is that, the, is that the only reason? No, that's not the only reason. The, the very large companies that make tocopherol uh, uh, they, they are not selling tocotrienol, so why? therefore there's a lack. I am not sure why. If you look at them, they actually, even some of them even have some patents with some intention to make tocotrienol, but that didn't happen. But as for us, we, at the first study was in the 1980s in University of Wisconsin-Madison. It was the first time tocotrienol have differentiated properties from tocopherol. And the first differentiated property is tocotrienol is able to modulate and lower lipids that tocopherol cannot. So that, that was the first break on the Y path that tocopherol uh, not shared with tocotrienol. And soon after the heal of that, they found that tocotrienol would seriously inhibit the cause of cancer and the progression of cancer like wow. that. So, so right now I would encapsulate. I, I, think the, I think you showed me a scientific paper, uh, double blind placebo controlled in a peer reviewed journal. Um, and we don't want to talk about how supplements prevent cancer because then I end up in big trouble and uh, we don't want, you know, that's not the, the purpose of, 
uh, this podcast or the dietary supplement industry, but this scientific study, this paper, you can talk about. What what, what did the paper show? The, the paper showed that uh, 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 women had ovarian cancer on stage four cancer. They have no other option. They continue a vastin, which prevent the, the cancer to grow bigger. So they do that. And the other group, they do the same because we cannot have them stop taking uh, this Avastin. And then in addition, they take they took tocotrienol. Because these are NSAGE cancer patients, those on Avastin alone, after six months, uh, nobody lived. Those on Avastin and tocotrienol, after six months, 60% of them still live. So that after 24 months, one quarter, 25% still living. If wow. this were to be a pharmaceutical, this would be good. Currently, we have a, a total of eight, six to eight clinical trials done in Denmark on tocotrienol and cancer. Exciting. And the but cancers... Yeah, and, you, and you know pharma companies are probably looking at that and they'll probably go make... Maybe they'll make a drug out of it to help cancer patients. That's great. Let's get That's back great. to tocotrienol. Oh, get back to... on 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 on. On the chronic, on the tocotrienol, it works on chronic condition. We have probably about 20 clinical start, uh, clinical trials on this. I'll summarize very briefly. They're all chronic condition. They are people on lipidemia, uh, on pre-diabetes or diabetes, pretty much the metabolic syndrome cluster. And then now uh, encouraged by that, we also did study on uh, overweight and obesity and on postmenopausal women who have osteopenia, but not yet osteoporosis, clearly chronic condition. So encouraged by all of this, Tom, we decided to do the final hurrah. We'd, we already completed a three month study published work. I'll tell you in a moment, six month study published and work. Oh. We just completed a six month study of the same, not yet published and writing the paper on this. And this is it. For people who have metabolic syndrome, very high percent of these people have fatty liver disease. And the acronym is NAFLD. Yes, it's just it's a short big, for, big problem. How, how many millions of people suffer from that? It's about 20 to 25% of adult Americans. So right. it's probably about 50 million. If this thing goes on like that, we will never have enough liver uh, for transplanting people. We thought it was bad enough when people have cirrhosis from alcohol overconsumption. Right now, and this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, I'll cut it short for you for the meaning, they have liver of cirrhotic alcoholism. Same thing, but this is just because of huge amount of fat and they back flush in, into the almost like the liver is a sewer pump. They cannot get it out of the liver. Yes, so and, the, and part, one of the reasons it's a big problem is because of the um, our American diet, which is horrific, um, and what we eat, and we eat too much fat, too much of the wrong fat, etc. And then we also don't exercise enough. And then the third reason is it's, there's also a genetic component, but it is a it is a hidden disease because sometimes you can be thin and you can look like you're healthy, but you could have a fatty liver <clears throat> disease, and it it leads to terrible things. Yes, and then on those study, I'll give you the shorthand. We found three or four different things of the three study. We gave them the anatotocotrienol. We found the liver enzymes dropped, typically about 20, 30%. That's good. That means that it's, a, it's a showing that the, the liver is under stress and it controls the liver enzyme. Good thing. The second thing we notice is that uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the inflammation to the liver is also decreased. 
people know that C-reactive protein is a marker of inflammation. Most people do not know. C-reactive protein is a protein made from the liver. It just spills into the blood. So if the C-reactive protein drop, not only inflammation drop, it tells you something about the management of the inflammation in the liver. So that, and we measure other inflammation too. And then we also measure, uh, 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 measure statosis. Statosis is the amount of fat in the liver. We saw that the amount of fat in the liver decreased. How do we know that? We use, we use CAT scan. We scan on the liver and found that out. And finally, if, if the, the, the statosis is in the, fat for, uh, in the liver for a long time, they have a condition called fibrosis. We don't want fibrosis because once you have scarring tissue in the liver, you cannot unscar it like that. So we notice that the FIP4 is a measurement of fibrosis. It's also managed. It's also hold on to. I'm thinking... My goodness, we have a nutritional supplement and there are no drug to mitigate uh, uh, NAFLD and this thing works. The only other thing that I heard that this would work in the liver is curcumin, but curcumin only manage the inflammation, but not the other condition. So yeah, and here we're, is and we're, not, we're not here to say that, you know, this tocotrienol form of vitamin E is better than curcumin or better than other things. We're saying no. that it's undiscovered how positive it is. So I'm going to summarize this. As, uh, as our good friend Jonathan Lazat told me one time when he meets people, he says, if there's one thing I recommend that you take for you and your family, it's um, uh, I, I, the dosage is about 300 milligrams of um, tocotrienol. Yeah. And yes. uh, he, thinks, he thinks everybody should take that because um, it helps with all these conditions. It is the true antioxidant. It could uh, really be a master antioxidant for all of your health conditions. It's like one of the base things. So instead of taking alpha catoferol, which actually if you take too much could also be uh, negative, which is a whole nother topic we're not going to get into. Uh, the, but that tocotrienol is the, the gold standard or the delta gold. That's the, that's the magic of vitamin E and tocotrienol has an amazing uh, benefits and that if you're interested in looking into it and you want to take it for your family, great, but it's also a, a great business opportunity as this gets out and the science gets out on this. So thank you for that, Barry. Let's move on to the other ingredient that you discovered in your research at American River Nutrition that came out of your research with uh, tocotrienol because, you know, to be honest, you've had some tr struggles um, as have others selling tocotrienol, because again, it's four or five times the cost that I think of alpha catoferol, if I'm, if I'm correct. And so therefore, these big companies are going to have a hard time putting it in uh, to a product. And if you take, you know, tocotrienol, you're going to pay a fair amount for a bottle of it, right? Um, maybe the cost will come down with production and, and volume. But in the discovery of your work around tocotrienol, you also discovered Another ingredient, which I, I will honestly say is one of my most interesting and fascinating ingredients that I've personally started taking in the last year, I should disclose that, um, because you shared it with me. And the more I look into it, the more I'm amazed in it. So I'll let you explain it. And again, um, like that movie, Philadelphia, explain it to us like we're, uh, we're six-year-olds or eight-year-olds, because you know when you sort of bring it down, I think everybody gets it. I love your analogies. This ingredient, I'm going to try to pronounce it, is geronol, geronol, and we call it GG, and it came out of your discovery of anato. Tell us what it is. Tell us what it does. Tell us why it's so important. Geronol, okay. geronol. Okay. The, the compound is geronil, geronol, which oh, I is- see, I already screwed up the pronunciation. So. Okay. <laughs> but just called GG will be fine. Okay. And, and G, uh, GG, I would say this, is almost 
uh, is almost a secretive, uh, a, a, a prophetic uh, a, a compound. It is the last common step between the plant and the animal, for one. The, in the plant, we need GG for the synthesis. Just hold tight, my friend, for the, for the synthesis of chlorophyll. Without chlorophyll, they cannot take CO, carbon dioxide, and give oxygen. Then the plant cannot live. So it's required for chlorophyll. And then that may not uh, 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 jive you, but something that will jive you because you're in the nutrition industry is this. All the carotenoids, notice that I did not make an exception. All carotenoids come from GG because all carotenoids have 40 carbons and GG is 20 carbon. You need two GG to stitch together and then you can see 40. That's the beginning of it. If you Google, you'll find a beta carotene, lycopene, they all have 40 carbon. And by the way, Barry has a model behind him with, with this, if we could do it graphically, which we can't do. So it's a challenge. <laughs> so he's explaining what this this uh, this molecule, GG, geronol, geronol looks like um, graphically. But more importantly, tell us tell us why it's important. What does it do, Barry? Okay. So it make, it make uh, 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 in a plant, it used to make uh, 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 carotenoids, and it also make uh, uh, all the uh, polyphenolics, which is huge, you know, including vitamin E, tocopherol and tocotrienol. The, the India natto, the, the GG is used for the synthesis of, of tocotrienol. That's it. It's also used for the synthesis uh, of the carotene, which is the color of a natto. So the plant makes it. Now in the human, why is GG so important? GG is one of those severely understated compound. It is used in the body uh, to make many things, but I will only focus on three things. It is used in the body to make CoQ10. That should arrest your attention. Right now, no compound we consume makes CoQ10. We just consume CoQ10 for the, ben for the benefit of CoQ10 in the body. And all of us know why CoQ10 is good for ATP, the currency of energy. We need energy. And CoQ10 is good for the heart. And CoQ10 is an antioxidant in the blood, like that. So, But I'm making a different statement. GG is about three times, uh, the, the, three times the molecular weight of a CoQ10. So GG is required for the synthesis. It is chemically part of CoQ10. So if you take GG, GG will make CoQ10 in your body. That's it. That, that is novel, man. There are no other ingredient that does it. But, uh, but, but, but it came from um, the inato plant again, right? So you're, you're yeah. producing, but you're producing tocotrienol, an offshoot of the price of the process is GG, and GG is a precursor to CoQ10. That's in the human in the human body. Right. The plant doesn't use GG to make CoQ10, only right. in animal and in human. So that's one. And two, this is just draw uh, this first, and then you can ask me in each of these three a uh, secondary question. The yeah. second one is GG is required in the body to make skeletal muscle protein. Each of us who weigh 40% of our weight is skeletal muscle. And skeletal muscle protein is important and GG is required to make skeletal muscle protein. Why? Three simple why. One, uh, as we grow old, older, uh, we don't make enough uh, 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 protein, a skeletal muscle protein, a condition called sarcopenia or loss of muscle mass. Just look at our elderly parent and friends or people in nursing home. It'll be obvious. 
Yeah, well, and, you know, the, the statistic I love on that, Barry, is when you hit 40 or 50 in there, I'm sick over 60, um, you lose 1% of muscle mass per year unless you do something to correct it. And that's the, it's like a downward ski slope of losing muscle mass, which everybody does. Women, men, that's why we end up with osteoporosis. That's why we end up with bone issues. That's why people fall over. That's why they break their bones. And, and this is a big problem. And you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're just by age. It's almost like gravity. You're losing it. You're saying yeah. this product helps boost it, right? Now, now that you mentioned that until you do something and the something you do, usually people say is to do resistive exercise and cardiovascular exercise. Now, I know I didn't even plan to say this. You know why that when you do resistive exercise and physical exercise like even just walking it will stimulate your body to make gg so when you stimulate your body to make gg and the gg is also stimulating your body to produce testosterone and in doing so you will improve your thrive you know who are the scientists that first found this out not me it was a Japanese scientist. The, the Japanese population is aging more than other people. They found GG increased the production of testosterone and improved the thrive of the people. So exercise, I know there's, uh, there's some scientific papers on that. There are scientific papers on it. So, that, so that's that one. And, and the third one, uh, many of us know people who suffer from cancer. They have a condition called uh, uh, cancer cachexia. Cachexia is just a severe loss of muscle. You just look at a, a person with cancer, you know. We are hoping to do a study. We are not yet doing a study. So all this severe muscle mass loss is because of loss of GG. And, and then the last one I, I'm going to describe to you is medication. Among the most common medication used by the American public is the medication to control the uh, the D, to control the increase of cholesterol, and that right. would be this statin. is the uh, this is the world of um, uh, statins, which doctors sort of uh, prescribe like candy, right? Yes, like right, like candy. So they prescribe this huge amount of statin, and and and, and to us in the public, we care. If we take statin drug, what happened if our CoQ10 dropped? And so they well, we educate, know that for a fact, right? If you take statin drug, your CoQ10 drops. Your CoQ10 drops. But when you go and see your cardiologist, your cardiologist is interested in, do you have back muscle pain or any, the, the doctor is fishing to see if you have anything like myopathy. So now I, I will combine the two together. The loss of CoQ10 when you take statin, the loss of, of the pain in myopathy caused by statin, it is one singular event. It is because statin that inhibit cholesterol synthesis inhibit also GG synthesis in your body. And when it inhibit that, CoQ10 drop. When it inhibit that, you have muscle problem. That's it. I just wow. described to you. So, so GG, uh, GG then should be um, really um, given with, if you're taking CoQ10, an ideal product would be to put GG with CoQ10 because those people that take statins and have uh, myopathy, which is about 20, 25%, I think, uh, mm -hmm. if you have GG, you, you can prevent this, um, this other, this side effect of taking a statin, which would be huge. So to me, it would be amazing for people to take GG along with CoQ10, or maybe you could, could you take just GG to produce CoQ10 without taking CoQ10? You, you, you can use GG when you take statin drug, if you use that to measure, if it would mitigate the problem of myopathy, the problem of muscle pain. We are doing a clinical trials to prove that. I was going to ask, but, are you doing a study on that? 
Yeah, we are doing a study on that in Texas. But if you ask me personally, if I were to take statin, what would I take? I would take both CoQ10 and GG because I haven't proven yet that uh, if I take GG, is enough GG to make CoQ10 as well. Until I do, I'll take both of them together. Okay. But for the study, we wanted to show does GG or does GG not mitigate the problem of myopathy when people take statin. So that's a study that is ongoing. Okay, great. So um, I knew this was going to happen um, because uh, I know you well and I could talk to you for two hours and I wish I was uh, Joe Rogan had three hours of podcast attention here, but um, we're going to take a quick break if that's okay with you, Barry, uh, and get back to some other questions I want to dive into. I know you have a lot more to talk about, but when we come back from the break, I'd like to talk about some of the challenges you've had in marketing this product, if you could put your business hat on, because you're also the president of American River. And I wanted to, uh, you know, for you to be sort of honest about like, what it's, what's the, why is this incredible discovery, which I believe is true, and I'm taking the product myself in full disclosure, GG, um, mm -hmm. why are more people not knowing about it? Why is it not in the marketplace? Uh, don't answer that question. We'll be right back from our break and we'll get we'll dive into that. Thank you, Barry. This has been excellent so far. They call it the Wall Street Journal of our industry. Whether you are looking to give your team the tools they need to become industry experts or simply looking to understand the trends and latest developments in the health and wellness space, Nutrition Business Journal is where to look. NBJ releases 10 trusted reports per year, such as the Personalized Nutrition Report, the Sports Nutrition Report, and the Sales Channel Report. This is where you'll find detailed data on the sales, growth, and market trends within various categories. They also have a bi-weekly newsletter called NBJ Analyst Take, and you can start by subscribing there for some free charts and graphs. Visit nutritionbusinessjournal.com and click newsletter to get started. Okay, if I could have you put on your business hat for a second, Barry, and, and talk about you know the trials and tribulations. I mean, you, you've been an entrepreneur for many years, and you've gotten some of the products into uh, the marketplace. I know you uh, got Tocatrienol into a multi-level marketing company and they sold a lot of it. And I know that people have really listened to some of your science and have tried to market it. Um, tell us about some of the challenges prior to your current um, relationship with uh, you know, Designs for Health and what, what some of the challenges have been in getting these discoveries to the market, both Tocatrienol and then we'll move to Geronol, Geronol or GG. Uh, tell okay. us again the, the good, the bad, the ugly of the business side of this equation. Yeah, uh, for the for the Toco Trino, we are in a very sweet spot now. But it took me a long time to actually have the product uh, uh, get regulatory approval and have a production, and then uh, to connect. Uh, all, all, all the supply chain like that. So now we're in a good place for the TOCO trial. You know, very glad got all the clinical study. Without the clinical study and science, then there's a vacuum in the marketing and sales. So the TOCO trial, you know, is going relatively smoothly. So now comes GG, which I have been working, yes, on the past uh, uh, 15 years or so. But two years ago, I'm talking about the successes and challenges. On the challenges part is I couldn't do anything on the GG until I get the safety and talk study so that I can have self-affirmed grass. So we got that. So that was, I see that more as a challenge, but we attain it very happy and we have self-affirmed grass. And then- Congratulations. Also, uh, that's not easy to get. And that's, that's very important. 
Yes, thank you, Marge. And also uh, uh, with the GG thing, because there's so little uh, information out there, I have to study and understand the signs. And now that I understood the signs to the extent that I could, and now I have to work on the challenges of communicating the message of the signs that can be reduced. So that's on the challenging side. On the success side, it took us a long time to get high purity GG. So we use, we can get 75% standardization of GG and we do so in Massachusetts without using any chemical. So it's highly desirable. We manufacture here in Hadley, Mass. It's about two hours inland from Boston an hour north of Hartford. And then now we are committing to conducting clinical trials. So in other words, as we have done uh, for the last 20 years with TOCO trial, we are now doing it uh, for Gigi. So those are the successes and challenges. Great. Well, you know what, what I always say is um, um, it takes two things uh, for an ingredient to become big in the marketplace, like coenzyme Q10 or like curcumin or like some of the other products that are coming out there, like magnesium and magteam. I think it takes marketing and science. Mm -hmm. So I'm convinced you've got the science and anybody listening would be convinced. And you're now doing clinical studies. So as you get these clinical studies out, what's going to be the solution to get the word out on marketing? Because if you don't have both, right, if you don't have solid marketing, if you have, if you have good marketing and no science, then the product goes, boop, that doesn't work. Yes. If you have great uh, marketing, and, and if you have great science and no marketing, there's lots of ingredients out there that have been around a long time that don't see the light of day because they don't have good marketing. Tell me um, what you're going to do to make sure that you've got both of those. And I've got the science. I'm convinced you've got the science. What about the marketing? <laughs> so to affirm, we have done the heavy lifting with science because it takes so long to do. Right. And now we need, uh, uh, we need the business audience to help us to take the message. So the message part, I, I don't know the marketing piece, but the message that the marketing can take it to would be this, that CoQ10, which is you. By the way, which ingredient are we talking about? Are we, uh, uh, GG. Okay, GG. GG. Right. And, and also... So, Talk about it, the marketing to consumers, but also the marketing to companies that need to put this into their products because you sell raw materials into other people's products. So really, yeah. you, have, you have to market to those companies and they have to market to patients and consumers. Yeah, I, I think that for, for B2B and for company who take on, this is how I think would work. Uh, this is into your question six and seven. Tell us about the marketing side. So in companies that are big, you can help in making this a, a, a collateral thing. You have a legacy brand, you have a consumer brand, and then you have brand extension. Let me give some examples of this. Since we have done, since we need the message for the science to the consumer, we need that. Say, for example, we, we would focus on uh, metabolic syndrome, overweight and obesity, and cardiovascular. You, uh, uh, the, the listeners already have product in metabolic syndrome, overweight, obesity, and cardiovascular thing. Example would be CoQ10, cardiovascular. Then if you would, in that case, add tocotrienol and CoQ10 because tocotrienol is cardiovascular. If you do this, then the message will be kind of like a brand extension or co-branding because it, it, it works in that direction. If it is one on inflammation for people with overweight or metabolic syndrome, 
Curcumin is known for that. And many people use that product like that. So if you add toco trieno or GG to curcumin, then that will be a brand extension. So now I talk about uh, those two. And the last one would be omega-3. A lot of people consume omega-3. And omega-3 is an oil. So is toco trieno. So is GG. So if you were to make a product like that, then you can put toco trieno and omega-3 as people can imagine, CoQ10 and omega-3, then you can just put GG and omega, GG and CoQ10. That we already have a product. And I hope you can ask me some question about uh, duoquinol, which is GG and CoQ10. So if the uh, companies out there, you are doing exceedingly well with CoQ10, just add GG to CoQ10 because, because the same pathway uh, that make CoQ10 makes GG. So if you combine the two, it will boost the GG up. So that's a cold okay, brand. But Barry, thing. talk to me about the economics of that, because um, if you're selling CoQ10, which is a you know multi-hundred million dollar market or something, um, if you are selling that and you want people to add GG, do they, get, do they get to use less CoQ10? Is it more expensive product? Um, uh, tell me why uh, it's uh, better to add GG uh, from an economic standpoint. Okay. I would say as an ec economic standpoint, if the audience out there say, let's say there's an odd, a group of audience that say, we want to stay with ubiquinone, the normal CoQ10. And then another group say, we want to stay with ubiquinol. We'll take the first one first. If you want to stay with ubiquinone because your business day is good, then you can add GG to ubiquinone. And if you do, then the understanding of that will be a threefold, a, 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 a several fold that the, a, a GG, if you add to CoQ10, also at, enable your body to make endogenous CoQ10 as well as you take exogenous CoQ10 from without because you add the two together like that. And then if you add GG to CoQ10, GG would help to make uh, 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 the CoQ10 uh, more absorbed because it partly solubilizes the CoQ10. That would be that could, why they should be uh, adding GG. And GG is not an expensive product. We, we price it relatively low and the amount needed uh, it is about 100 milligrams. I wanted the mass of the people to take this because of the high value of this to your body, not the high value in this cost, the high value to the body. This is for the group who say, I want to stay with ubiquinone, uh, ubiquinone. Tell me how to add GG. Then there's the other group. They're taking ubiquinone. We make a product called, we, we trade name it duoquinol, D-U-O-Q-U-I-N-O-L. You can go on a website to look for this. Duoquinol is D-U-O-Q-U-I-N-O-L. Duoquinol. Duoquinol. Okay. We call it duoquinol because it had GG and CoQ10 in it. And uh, the name was first uh, uh, given to me by the founder uh, of, of Design for Health, uh, uh, Jonathan Lazard, and he was happy to give let me have. So we trade name this. So. When you have duoquinol, you have two things there. You have GG there plus ubiquinol there. We make our own uh, ubiquinol. So in that situation, you, you have three things happening. We have the active form of CoQ10 and ubiquinol is slightly more absorbed in the body than ubiquinol, like that one. Right. Plus we have GG added to ubiquinol, then it makes 
absorb partly solubilizing the ubiquinol and make the ubiquinol absorb even better. So you got two things there, as opposed to people put in a lot of uh, fillers and excipients in there. And some of the excipients are synthetic. We don't want to do this. I'm having a great product. I want people to use good ingredients that go in. So, and then, so if you add the GG, partly solubilized is good. But we do add in the finished soft gel, MCT and Quiella. And these are all natural products. When you do this, it will just help to absorb better. And then the third, so I got two already. And the third one is because you add GG and ubiquinol, the GG also partly enable the body to make CoQ10. So therefore, if you take duoquinol, you have three benefits. So those are the three benefits. But again, if, I mean, if I'm selling that product, um, I know that it, it can be bought uh, through Designs for Health, but if I'm selling it to a company that's selling into the mass market uh, as a raw material, am I gonna, um, am I gonna be... Uh, buying it uh, less per per capsule at the raw material level or the same? Is it going to be a lot more okay. expensive? How much more expensive? Because it sounds to me like this is a superior form of CoQ10. And it sounds like eventually everybody should take ubiquinol with GG. I get all that. Um, mm -hmm. How much more is it? Because we can't have another tocotrienol with okay. five times as much. Right? <laughs> yes. You, you asked how much more. I I'm doing this for my own passion out there. Yes, I want to make a dollar on this, but we have a patent on this. We make this wholesomely in the United States and the cost of this uh, uh, compared to other one would be same as we predict that it will be 20% cheaper. So not more expensive, but cheaper. Because so a cheaper, a cheaper form of ubiquinol, that, that's better is what you're saying. Yes, cheaper, okay. yes. So, so it would not be more expensive. And, and we and if you take it, it would be more absorbed and you got GG to convert to CoQ10 and you don't have to add other excipients you don't want. You, you have excipient that your body cares to have. Because yeah, so you're saying have, the excipient actually has a benefit in it, which is a, yes, a yeah. sexy. Not, not, right. not, you, you don't add the excipient just to make it more absorbed. You add the excipient because the excipient, excipient can convert to CoQ10. Wow. My goodness, this is as good as it's ever going to get. Yeah, yeah. All right, so <laughs> tell me why. Um, again, maybe it's just the science and the timing because all, all good things take time. Um, if you could wave a magic wand tomorrow, and have a company adopt this. Um, why? Um, why have you? Why have you not been able to get that done? And what is the magic wand that you need to get it done? Is it a large sales force? Is it more science? Is it more marketing to the top? How are we going to get people to? How are you going to get people to realize that this story has real value and it's really important for their customers? Yeah, I answer your first question first. Why am I not having it? We are at the cusp of it. Now is the time we're doing it because I spent the last two, three years making sure I got the grass, making sure I can produce huge amount of this and making sure that I can deliver when people sign on. So oh, I was going to ask uh, you about the supply. If, if, it, if a big company like a Now Foods or a, a Nature Made takes this on, can you make enough supply? Yes, we could make enough supply like that. Right now in the warehouse, we have about four to six tons of this material. When each soft gel, you need only like 100 milligram or so, this will be unthinkable huge amount. That will be fantastic. So we got plenty of reserve to do this. As to how can I make this thing happen? Two ways. 
I would like a large company to own this concept, help mm-hmm. me the messaging, and I can provide the messaging. And I already gave you several messaging as you uh, discussed with us. CoQ10 is you uh, is ubiquitous because GG is ubiquitous. MK4 is ubiquitous because GG is ubiquitous. That is, and then muscle, big deal. Those that take drugs that cause muscle problem and the elderly, they have sarcopenia, that direction. So those are very clear things. You didn't ask me the question. I might add this before I go back to this question. And that you can is- ask yourself your own question. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Think about this. There are many muscle products out there. Right, right. Typically, they are amino acids and protein and some H- uh, hydroxybutyrate HBA thing out there to make big muscle and some steroid compound to make big muscle. GG is none of that. GG is the thing in your body. Your body makes protein. Remember, we don't necessarily need protein from outside until we eat protein. Our body makes protein. As your body makes protein, it's like an albatross. So something is hooking onto the DNA while in making the protein. So when the protein is half made, it's already a huge albatross. Something is holding it together. That unassuming hook that holds the half made protein before it's fully made is GG. You got it? So if you don't have GG, then, then the protein is in free space floating in the cell. You can't have it like this. Wow. So you have to have GG. That's it. I just explained to you how GG is needed in a body. It's not in a real, but if without that, your body will make them in free floating space. That will be not okay. Then you then, then it's not going to be deposited to where it needs. So I, I know. I, so I, let me get back to that. I need a big company and I'll serve two or three big companies that, that help me out to do this. Plus, we're working currently with a B2B company. They have a huge sales force. Uh, they're about to sign in on, on our GGPs. And if they do, they would be able to talk to the big companies that do that. But if you are out there, you think that this is highly something potential that is synergistic to what you are making, for example, you are making a lot of protein and amino acid product. It's a no-brainer. Just put the GG in. We have a GG powder like that. Or you have a protein uh, uh, bar and a protein bar is to build energy. Just put in some GG. We are not going, we are not going that direction yet. All our GG is in a soft gel, but we have a, a powder version of GG and we have an oil version of GG like that. And eventually we also want to have a water dispersible version so that we can also put uh, into a drink. Can you imagine that? If I get the test and prove this too and if this can be put into people who have a protein drink like boost and ensure for the elderly population what is there not to like you know yes, this is, by, this by the way there's a there is a, a predecessor to this where um, they got hmb into uh ensure um and and that was for the very same reason it was to build muscle synthesis and i think this gg works on a different mechanism than hmb let's not get into the science of that but i think this you know this should be in every uh, protein drink and product, especially as people get older and the gravity comes into effect, it sounds like this is a core ingredient. Barry, we're out of time, unfortunately, um, but I always like to ask, is there anything else that I know we missed? I, I'm gonna come back around and I wanna do a whole nother podcast on MK4 and MK7 and K2 because uh, we could go into that, but we don't have time for that today. But is there anything else that you wanna leave the audience with? And, and in full disclosure, I should say, everybody always asks me what I take and I take 24 supplements a day. Um, I will tell you that I haven't missed 
taking um, GG for the last um, 18, well, probably 12 to 18 months. Um, and I take, uh, I think I take 400 milligrams, a little bit more. I take four of the little soft gels plus vitamin E. So I'm getting a little bit of both there, but um, I noticed a huge difference in my muscle mass and also um, I've naturally um, boosted my testosterone. So I think there's something there and uh, I, I don't wanna give you a commercial, maybe this will get cut out in editing, but I believe in your products. I believe in your science. Anything Thank I missed you. that you'd like to share to- Yeah, I, I like, and this is a poignant thing. I, I, I don't know if you know, last month, a doctor passed water, a veteran uh, in an industry passed away. Yeah, like he was that. a very good friend of mine. Oh, thank you. He's a, this is very special. I want to put this up like that. So there's a human component to this. For the last year, he worked with me. I'm trying to be deliberately slow. He worked with me to produce this last interview. This is the last interview he did and it's, and it's on this June issue. So if you want to read all about how he dig into this. This is, you can download this from Whole Food article, June issue. And if not, send me an email, I'll send it to you and you can post it and let other people download this. He purposely labored on this. He believed that this is a very strong article. The last thing he did, and I truth be told, and, and Heather Wiener said it, this is the last interview he did. The last interview he did because he said that he had never heard of this GG and because he's a strong biochemist, he understood. And so for me, it's a poignant thing. I work with him. I was aware that his health was failing. So we completed uh, uh, the entire interview in March. It took us eight months to do and it come out and, and he, Heather Wiener particularly want to do so in conjunction with this memorializing article with him. So wow. it's a June issue. Yeah, no, so he, for, um, for me, this uh, is very he's special. A, he's one of the heavyweights and icons of our industry. Uh, and he was around in the early days of vitamin E and many and helped many companies understand the importance of uh, micro and macronutrients in nutrition. One of my early heroes, really. Um, he's, he, was, he was sort of like, Almost, you know, I, I almost think he's sort of like the Linus Pauling of vitamin E at the, in a way. Yes. And uh, and so that's remarkable that you worked with him. Thank you. That's a great way to end this. And uh, if he believed in it, then there was something there for sure. So uh, may he rest in peace, Dr. Dr. Passwater. Um, Barry, I want to thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for sharing so much information. Um, I'm going to go back and listen to this myself because I learned a lot, even though I've been working with you, I learned a lot today about why this uh, ingredient is so important. I think even uh, one of my producers, Chanel, listened to this. She's probably going to recommend it to her parents <laughs> now. So you're changing people's lives um, just in everything that you do. And I, I love the way you share information so openly and um, really care about making the world a better place through nutrition. So yeah. thank you so much uh, for your work, um, for your vision and for all that you do in the industry. Um, how do people, don't give us your email because we don't want a lot of people email, but how to reach, how, what's your website address so people can find oh, you? Oh, the website, the company is American River Nutrition. So if you go to AmericanRiverNutrition.com, you can download all the technical papers we put in. And if you want to discuss with me more this personally, come to NBJ in July and Thank I will you. be there and I would like to talk to you in person. So if I can make a pitch, 
uh, for Tom, come to NBJ. That's yeah, a no, very great very ground to do thank so. You, thank you very well. I'm going to mention some of this in my opening remarks because everybody always asks me what's what's the latest and greatest. So send me the latest science on all this stuff, and um, people can find you at AmericanRiverNutrition.com. Thank you very much. This is Nutrition Business Today. We thank our guest, Dr. Barry Tan. Thank you to my team for putting this together. Have a great day. Thank you. Nutrition Business Today with creator and host Tom Arts. We welcome your feedback. Email us with your comments, questions, and suggestions. Nutritionbusinesstoday at gmail.com. And if you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. Nutrition Business Today is produced in collaboration with Navigator Digital Media. And I want to thank our staff at Nutrition Business Advisors, especially Petra Lingenbrink, Maggie Filan, Erica Rommel, and Emma Ring. I'm Izzy Davis. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.